I'm Dr Liz Elliott. I'm from northern New South Wales. Thanks for having us here and the local Indigenous. Yeah, great conference, fabulous turnout. And I wrote a book called A New Way Now last year and talking mainly on the financial system. Well, thank you for joining us. We'd love to learn a little more about your book, actually. Well, a few years ago, I realised that uh, having read Professor Hudson, sorry, Michael Hudson, he is saying, and as long many economists are, that 40 to 70%, let's go for 50% of our economy, is going towards the financial sector. It's called the financialization of the economy. Mm. So if we just control that sector, we've already got 50% of our monies efforts, emissions and resource use either not being actually made, which would be great to have more time, less, more resources and less emissions, or we could return it to public good. So what's happening to that 50% of monies at the moment? Is it being used to set up rent-seeking for a tiny proportion of the population? That covers it. Or so it that, that's pretty much the summary of what that 50% is doing at present? Or, or are there more major characteristics we need to... Well, I think a lot of it buys political power, which is the real issue Bill Mitchell brought up. It also goes to tax havens, it goes to CEOs, bloated salaries, and it goes to, as you say, rent-seeking, and, of course, buying machines to displace workers. So it's just power, really. Firstly, the money's made out of thin air, as most of your listeners may be aware. And so the money's made out of thin air, and then it's accrues to a very small percentage of the population, and the rest of us are working like buggery and stressed as, and can't afford the rent and all the rest of it, um, just so a few people can just get increasing amounts of control. So what are your recommendations for regaining control? Is this a thing of nationalising the major banks and having far uh, more restrictive you know, loan rules so that it actually is productive activity? Or where would you like to start on you know, how do we respond to the situation? Well, it sounds like you've got most of the answers. I reckon having a public bank like we used to have, the Commonwealth Bank, would be a huge answer. 40 to 50% of the world's population already banks with public banks and they're in those countries' uh, growth, whether that's desirable, has increased. In many of the countries, it is desirable, like China or India or Africa. These countries already have public banks and it's great. So that's one thing. The second thing is we need to... Uh, tax people properly so that very high earners are returning it have less power. Uh, the third thing is that when you do make have interest payments, they should return to the public good like water provision or, yeah. So there's a few other things we could do too. But for instance, we need a variety of ways of funding things. We need local currencies. We need um, helping the love economy. We need... Uh, all sorts of Bitcoin and, and, and then what they're doing in India and China, that's exciting. They're bypassing the banks. They're using um, mobile phone, yeah, mobile phone technology, technology to get so instant loans. Yeah. It's great. It means that small business, and that's the key issue here, I think, promoting communities and their small businesses, can get capital quickly and pay it back quickly without these interest burden, which is just crippling. Like a lot of our small businessmen here, you have a startup. Within the first year, you've got to pay so much back. Your business goes belly up. So where's the young people going to get any you know, future if they can't find a job and they can't even make a small business because they can't get capital. You need so. to accept that some capital will just get used to give things a go, but it's going into the economy by doing that. So even if it doesn't end up being someone's first business is not productive, it's still worth the risk. 
Absolutely. And indeed, many um, small businessmen are creating employment and training and services, even if technically they don't, can't pay the bank back and so they fail. They're fantastic for the whole community. Yeah, really important. How important do you think sort of cooperatives would be in this model? Huge, because, huge, huge. Yeah, because, again, we don't want to have to run everything as being state-run because people feel disempowered. Correct. Whereas at least cooperatives, you get that sense of small collectives, common interest. Yes, Yes, to cooperatives. I think they're a huge phenomenon already. We're not aware of it in Brazil or China or... Well, even the Americans have really re-embraced it. Yeah. Which it's the place where you thought of, think of the rugged individual entrepreneur, and yet it's one of the highest levels of growth in cooperatives. Excellent. <laughs> I think we particularly need cooperatives. I'm rural, yep. so we'd like to see more cooperatives at a rural level. In fact, we used to have more. In fact, Queensland in particular was founded on cooperative rural ownership because it's ridiculous we all own two tractors when we could have you know two serving 100 people or the same with fencing why don't we look after kangaroos rather than have tiny little fences with a few cows trashing the land we can do a lot more if we look at things from a watershed point of view rather than isolated farms so uh, i think the tiny good thing that's come out of these hideous bushfires is the community spirit and people maybe it's a chance to do something new because you are starting with the, the worst version of a clean slate. <laughs> Make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just think if this conference has been great, but we need to discuss the private sector, how to re-regulate it. We need to re-regulate and relocalise, so we need to empower small communities by finance and organisation. And uh, we need to re-regulate those hideous large companies which are just basically distorting our world and blowing it up into smoke. Liz, what do you think about uh, potentially you know, inheritance tax and, je- and death duties? Do you think they probably need to be re-implemented at least for a while? Or well, is that going a step too far Well, it is for support? the average middle-class Australian, but yeah. I think we're going to have to. And we also need to land reform, and that's even harder for white people to chew on. Yeah, We need to probably tax a small amount out of every landowner. And if at a certain age, let's say 50, you get sick of paying your 3% a year, well, then you can gift the land back to the community instead of have the tax and eventually land becomes more communally owned. And have a trust in common so, again, there are rights and obligations to using the land and you can't just... You should have written the book. Well, no, it's just lots of these ideas. Again, it seems what you've done is really go back and go, okay, here's a heap of good ideas that have gone in and out of fashion and guess what? If you put the raft together, you've got a really good starting point to pick and choose the balance. Brilliant. Who is your, your publisher if our listeners are interested in finding a oh, copy? No, self-publishing. It's very difficult to get a left-wing book published yeah. in this country unless you've got an academic arm as, you know, yeah. is extraordinarily heavy. And I don't. I'm just somebody who's observed and read and uh, talked and worked with our financial reformers for 30 years. So have you got a, a website that you're yeah. selling it through, your own website or, you know, through Amazon or what What have you been able to do to make distribution a bit easier? Well, in the end, I just gave it away. And I've given away 10,000, so <laughs> lot to Aboriginal groups um, who are very interested in the common good and also yep. to student groups and, of course, friends. And I guess I've sold a few and there's a, a website, same name as the book, New Way Now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if people want to look for it, just look for your name and New Way Now and they'll be able to find it and download an electronic copy. Okay. I'll put it in the show notes. Brilliant. Okay. So, yeah, so I think the take-home message is we need to re-regulate these large financial corporations and build up new structures. Start with what's worked before and take the best out of what we've got and if we need to add new things, add them on top of a raft of 
already tested ideas. Indeed, and we've got new technology going to make it easier. Yeah. Well, thank you, Liz, for joining us. It's been incredibly informative. Thank you. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the OzCast Network. Peace out. Thank you.